Advancements in the medical field are giving nurses faster, more effective results than ever before. They should expect the same from their education, too. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath format allows you to set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move faster through your program. So the faster you move, the more money you save. When you're ready, we'll be here. Visit capella.edu for a trial course at no cost to you. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter. Now that's a parking spot. Introducing the I may have underestimated the size of my car policy with accident forgiveness from American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote. Find an agent. Visit AmFam.com. Optional policy features not included in base policies. Review policy for coverages and exclusions. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. I'm Justin Souza, and on today's episode, I sat down to talk with Hartford Athletic owner Bruce Mandel about the club's youth-centric partnership with Southampton, discussions with USL about procedures and operations during the pandemic, and fan culture within the immediate Hartford area. Listeners, if you haven't done so already, hit the subscribe button, leave us a five-star review, and follow us on Twitter at UncSamSoccerPod. Now, let's get to today's episode. Thanks for listening to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in American soccer. And don't forget to subscribe. Joining me for this interview today is Hartford Athletic owner, Bruce Mandel. Uh, Bruce, how are you doing today? Fantastic. Thank you. Uh, me and Bruce just kind of finished riding off uh, Tropical Storm Isaiah's, um Lost power for a day and a half, but uh, it seems like we're, we're both doing pretty good now. Um, Bruce, uh, I'd, I'd be remiss not to start the conversation with this, but, you know, we're obviously in the middle of a, of a pandemic. And from an ownership perspective, how, how crazy has it been to kind of manage... Uh, the team and, and, and working through this whole pause and play? I mean, it's been a challenge, but, uh, you know, we're a new club, second year. There's been a ton of challenges along the way. This is just kind of another one for us. We've been fortunate uh, that our staff has been so strong and our players um, have been really fantastic and really leaders in terms of um, being creative with ways to stay fit and stay safe. So that part has been actually pretty good, I would say. Um, and also COVID gave us a lot of opportunities to look at other, you know, other parts of our club and try to do some hard work there. So, um, you know, it's a terrible pandemic and it's impacting so many people in a, such a harsh way. Um, but we're doing our best to make the most of it, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I totally understand. And, and you know, you're talking about keeping the players safe and stuff. And USL is actually doing a bit of home and away within regional groups and allowing a few fans uh, into stadiums. So I'm just curious then, you know, did the owners meet with the league to kind of discuss protocols for allowing fans into stadiums and how exactly to um, ensure they abided to social distancing and, and players uh, abided to those rules as well? 
yeah, it was, it was, that was quite a process. Uh, we have 35 owners in the league and, uh, we have some really strong and uh, bright, you know, owners and, you know, we, it was a period of time where no one really knew what was going to happen. And, and still at this point, there's a lot of, uh, uh, unknowns. So as a group, uh, we spent about two, three months, uh, putting together plans with different contingencies and different options and, had a series of votes and uh, some compromising, I would say, amongst the owners. Some uh, economically, it didn't make sense to play uh, with all the variables. And depending on where your location is was a big factor. Others wanted to play more games. Uh, and so we settled in on 16 games and we settled in on a kind of non-bubble strategy. Um, and just a tremendous amount of work from the league. The USL uh, league office is, is very uh, strong. Uh, they're well staffed. Uh, they're working 24 seven providing options for the owners and really said to the owners, guys, you guys are putting, uh, you, you know, your cash and your hard work on the line. Um, it's going to be up to you guys to uh, vote and, and come up with a program that you think will work. The second piece of that was the players. Um, we have no league without our players. They're, they're the most important a part of our of our whole program. So we really had to have great conversations with our players, and they have a players association now. Um, and that was very helpful um, because it was organized. and um, they could they could communicate with us and they could add value along the way. And as we were developing our protocols, they really uh, were fantastic in, in joining us. And when you come together, similar to the way that the the women did in the NWSO, um, when you come together as a group, it's very powerful. And you all start walking down the line knowing that there's so many unknowns and we're going to get hit with things that we haven't even thought about. But when you're together, you have a real chance of uh, doing the best you can. So it was quite a process, two to three months, I would say. A lot of phone calls, a lot of Zoom calls, um, a lot of haggling in terms of uh, what we ended up with. But uh, um, so far, uh, I think it's been uh, pretty strong, definitely from our standpoint. Yeah, the USL um, across all three levels of play it seems like a really progressive league and, and is just trying to work hard to maintain, uh, you know, being able to travel and just bringing fans in. And uh, on another level of progression, they're also starting to push out uh, their USL Academy programs and, and really emphasizing themselves as, as, a, as a production league and developmental league. And Hartford Athletic just so happens to have a new partnership within youth soccer with Southampton of the Premier League. And so, Bruce, I was just kind of curious, how exactly did Hartford land, um, you know, this, this partnership with, with a prestigious Premier League club like Southampton? Yeah, well, it's, it's quite a little story, but um, we were, we were 0-8 uh, jumping out of the box last year. And, uh, um, I felt like I needed to quickly uh, learn more, went over to England, spent time with uh, Crystal Palace and Arsenal and got an introduction to Southampton and, uh, and visited. And uh, Paul Buckle was there, who is today our director of strategy. And uh, Coach Yadi was there training at the U23 level, who's now our coach. Um, I just went in there to learn, spent some time there, really, really liked what I saw. Um, and eventually I asked Paul, do you think we could do something like this in America and in, in the USL in Hartford, Connecticut? And he was emphatic that we could and do it within a budget. So 
we made relationships really is the answer, Justin. We really made some great relationships there and, uh, um, and those relationships paid off. Um, I will say one of the most interesting things in my first year was Southampton came to visit us and uh, Matt Hale was here, who was there is really one of the key guys in, in the outfit. And they brought a couple other guys and they watched some games and they were just really impressed with the league and the level and the fans that we, we had, they came to Hartford games um, and they just, they just got excited and, and, and felt that there's something really special going on at, at the USL level. Um, that was the, I would say as a new owner, a little bit of a surprise to me. Um, and I was learning along the way and I was picking the brains on it, but they really saw something that could be advantageous uh, to Southampton over the long term. And that's interesting to see that Premier League team takes notice of a USL team and, and the fan base and, and just how, how cool it is like to kind of go and watch these games and, and see and experience them. As far as Hartford as, as a USL market and just the, their soccer culture in general, have you seen that there is that there is a soccer culture to to keep entertaining for years to come and kind of build upon as, as the team moves forward? Yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. It's a, a small state but it's a big soccer state and it's it's produced a lot of players and uh um our fans are 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 amazing and our supporter groups are very diverse from all over the state which that surprised me too not just from the hartford area but from danbury from lebanon connecticut um and 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 other parts so that's our the breadth of our state's pretty pretty um great to be able to have people coming from all over it's it's a strong soccer state, and I don't think that's a concern. Um, I think that um, you know, as we build out our youth program and as we start to develop players, uh, we really want to be you know the the top guy in, around, and uh, and I think we have a chance to do it if if we're very strong on the pro level. Yeah, and we saw last last Sunday um, in Hartford's win, Alfonso Vasquez, who's I believe he holds the record for most goals in, in high school uh, soccer history in Connecticut, um, scores his first professional goal. And, and obviously this partnership with Southampton um, is more focused on, on youth development and youth training. You know, Southampton has this reputation for producing players like Gareth Bale and Adam Lallana and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Do you think uh, Alfonso Vasquez is maybe your first uh, Gareth Bale or potentially the the kid that, that unlocks the door for all the potential Gareth Bales in Connecticut? Well, I like the second part of it. Um, definitely unlocked for other other players. And, um, you know, that's a kid who uh, did not play at the academy level, um, actually tried out and wasn't taken um, for whatever reasons. Went, played in high school, scored 155 goals, was not on our radar. Shows up at an open tryout. Coach Jaidi, who was on loan um, from Southampton, who was their U23 coach, I think he knows a little something about uh, youth, spotted him right there. There was 150 kids there, spotted the kid, brought him in, um, took him to our training camp, put him up against the men. The kid hit every hurdle we could put in front of him. And boom, gets signed as a to, as a pro contract. Boom, continues to train with us, gets his debut. Next game, gets a goal. So, you know, that's the amazing thing about the USL. And you know, I heard your interview on, with Orange County, and I think they're the they're really the tops. You know, and that's 
I can learn a lot from them, what they're doing out there. Amazing organization. And, um, but you can give opportunities, real opportunities. And building up this pathway to the pros is going to change American soccer. It's just going to change it and make it stronger. And Alfonso is a great example of that. I don't know if you guys saw that goal. So you, your, your audience should Google it. Alfonso Vasquez from Harper Athletic, he smashed it. Upper, upper tier hits, hits the crossbar and goes in. It was incredible for a first goal. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely it's definitely one for an 18 year old to remember. I mean, uh, the way he hit that volley and it's something about something about shots that go in off the bar are just a little bit extra extra nice to watch. Um, but you mentioned uh, Orange County, and I, I'm curious now. You know, they have their partnership with Rangers, and they kind of had their documentary series on on ESPN. Uh, do you do you feel as though not only Hartford and Orange County, but USL clubs as a whole are starting to find these little these little partnerships in Europe and kind of um, sending their coaches to learn coaching methods in Europe or maybe swapping players back and forth to get experience in different conditions you know do you think this is going to be a more widespread movement throughout USL I I, I do and and what's interesting to me is that the European clubs are reaching out to us um, and there's a gap in Europe um, where, and we saw, I saw it at Southampton, where the U23, who are really, you know, anywhere from 16 to 23 year olds, but a lot of 16 to 19 year olds, they're playing in empty stadiums. They're not playing against men and they're not playing to win. Okay. It's pure development. So these, some of these clubs in Europe look at the USL and the championship and they say, wow, that's the spot where we can get a young man. Um, a real opportunity to play to win in front of fans <clears throat> and, and um, the excitement that that brings um, is something special. And, and guys, we have a, we have a player on loan from Southampton, uh, Tyreek Johnson. And Tyreek actually had a couple starts in the, in the premier league played against Arsenal in a game. So Tyreek is 21 years old and Southampton made the decision that, they wanted to get him some real playing time in this USL championship, and they thought it was a really great level for him. They had other choices, and that's what they chose. So, you know, that's what we're learning. That's what we're seeing. That's what other clubs in Europe, they see that, and they say, wow, is there something there? What's going on in America? Huge talent pool. Maybe we should get over there and uh, figure it out. And they see USL as something that's very easy to work with. Um, you know, we're not – we're different in some ways. The MLS is amazing. It's a top of the pyramid. I love that league. Um, but the U.S. has a little different and is very flexible um, in terms of what we can do for loans, what we can do for development, what we can do for training. Um, you know, we have a coach. We have a player now. Um, we have a relationship. Like, that's pretty cool. And that's what the USL can deliver. It's very interesting to see how these types of partnerships kind of correlate and how players and coaches kind of go back and forth between the teams. Um, and you mentioned uh, Roddy Jaidi, who was Southampton's under-23 coach, uh, obviously before he came to Hartford. And so, you know, he, he comes into Hartford, and that kind of makes me wonder, uh, do the coaches here in Hartford, like Luis Silva and uh, Eric Wayngarten, do they also have those kind of opportunities to maybe learn from teams over in – or to learn from Southampton's coaches over in Europe, or is it – primarily just focused around players and their development? Yeah, that's a great question. No, it's, it's, 
it's really inverted. Um, uh, it's really about the staff um, first. We really, uh, from our perspective, uh, the staff has to be uh, continuing to develop, and that development comes internally here in, in the U.S. and Connecticut. There's a lot to learn here, but also through our European connections. And if you don't have, you know, in our view, and it's pretty simple, if you don't have a great staff, then you can't identify a guy like Alfonso Vasquez, you can't train him up, and you can't really prepare him to go to the next level. So the investment in the staff is utilizing everything we can, which that includes our European connections. And, um, you know, a club like Southampton is willing to look at our videos, um, give us training sessions, uh, work on nutrition, fitness. Across the board, um, they'll deliver what's called the Southampton way. And then we take that and we turn it into Hartford way because there are differences, obviously, uh, whether it's budgetary differences, it's just cultural differences. But um, for us, that's a way to kind of leapfrog and get the best kind of uh, training and development for our staff. And that, that really comes first. That's for us as a club. That's our primary concern is staff getting that right. That, that way we can deliver to the players. Um, and the players are so excited. You should, I mean, if you interviewed our players about working with Coach Jaidi, um, every single one of them, you know, guys like Danny Barrera who's played everywhere at, at pretty good levels, they've never had a coach like this before. Yeah, I mean, who who better to learn from but uh, than some of the world's best teams, you know, over in England or wherever it may be, especially for a team as new as Hartford. Um, and, you know, you, you said the players love working under Jaidi and, and, and practicing and having him as as their coach. You know, last year maybe wasn't the best way to uh, start Hartford's, you know, journey as, as a club in USL, but but this season, they've been pretty good within the regional uh, group stages, uh, top of their group as well with with the with the Pittsburgh Riverhounds and New York Red Bulls two, Philadelphia Union two, pretty difficult teams to play. You know, since Jaidi's come in, have you noticed anything in particular that has been different from last year to this year that you think might be the the key thing to how the squads improved and how the performances have improved? I mean, first of all, last year was so difficult. It was our first year. Uh, Jimmy Nielsen was our coach, and I, and he, he's a very good coach, and he's going to coach, again, at a very high level. Uh, he had to play eight games on the road to start. Um, we were a new club. Um, we really didn't have our philosophy down. Um, we were learning in many different areas, whether it be commercial football, player relations, the whole deal. So that, that was a tough go. Um, this year, I can say that we really put in place uh, our philosophy, and we, we grabbed a lot of it from Southampton and, and adapted it, and we brought a lot of discipline and professionalism, and Coach A, um, um, he's a hard, very, very hardworking guy. Um, I would say um, very collaborative in how he approaches his staff and the players, um, but they come to work, and they work hard, and they work smart, and it's high level. It's from the Premier League, uh, fairly kind of vantage so all the player development all their videos he's on the phone with them at night sending them video clips i mean it's just a full-on professional approach um and the players are playing very hard for him so i don't really look at the losses i mean i love to see a win got buying into he plays a three-five-two. are they really buying into the three-five-two? Are they competing? You know, we lost to Indy four to one and I was happy. 
and I told the coach, excited. I, I went to the game. They played so hard, and it was a great game for 80 minutes. It was 2-1, but they played so hard. They competed so well, and that's, I think, what someone like a Coach Aidy brings is that, that discipline and professionalism then translates to the field where the guys are just competing um, 100%. And I don't know, the fans love that, and I think it brings out the best in the players. And I think they enjoy it too. It's, def- it's definitely a, a special sight to see a uh, coach's philosophy and a team philosophy kind of come to fruition when a team plays. Even if it is a loss, like you said, just kind of seeing those players work their tails off for the team, for the badge, uh, and just kind of get across what the coach has been trying to instill in them all preseason to just really be refreshing for everybody, no matter the circumstance. Bruce, I'd just like to thank you for joining us on the podcast today and, uh, you know, giving me a little bit of your time to talk about this partnership and your ownership over Hartford Athletic. Well, thank you guys. I really enjoy your, your podcast. It's, it's important. Uh, you guys are very serious about it. You bring some great interviews, and I always look forward to, to listening. So thank you for all your hard work on it. And uh, we'll keep going. It's our second year. We're winning right now, so that's exciting. Uh, but we're really putting things in place for the future, and, and there will be some more Afonso's along the way, and we'll see where he goes. And uh, maybe we'll talk when we make the playoffs this year. That would be fun. Awesome, yeah. I mean, we can't wait to see how the team grows, how this partnership develops over time, and and just kind of see where, where USL as a whole goes. So should be should be an interesting next few years in the league. Absolutely. Thank you. And have a great day. That's a parking spot. Introducing the I may have underestimated the size of my car policy with accident forgiveness from American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote. Find an agent. Visit AmFam.com. Optional policy features not included in base policies. Review policy for coverages and exclusions. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Now that's a parking spot. Introducing the I may have underestimated the size of my car policy with accident forgiveness from American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote. Find an agent. Visit AmFam.com. Optional policy features not included in base policies. Review policy for coverages and exclusions. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.